This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the 538 Politics Podcast. I'm Galen Druk. For today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm on vacation this week, so we're going to share a couple interviews I did with voters in Simi Valley, California, back in late September. I was there covering the second Republican primary debate, talking to voters for a story that I was doing for ABC News. We were in Simi Valley because it's the home of the Reagan Library and that's where the debate was. But the politics of the place are actually pretty fascinating and can tell us a lot about the state of the country today and even the upcoming 2024 election. And that's because of the actual political orientation of Simi Valley. So it's traditionally been conservative. Actually, in the mid-2000s, a study of voting patterns found it was one of the most conservative cities in America, and it voted for the Republican candidate in every single presidential election since the town was incorporated in the 1960s. That is, until 2020. So in that election, Simi Valley flipped for Joe Biden by less than one percentage point. This happened in part because of large demographic changes in the suburb that have happened there in Simi Valley, but also in suburbs across America. So Simi Valley's Hispanic and Asian populations have doubled over the last 30 years. And the share of residents with bachelor's degrees has also grown by more than half. And those are strong indicators of voting for Democrats and are part of the reason that the suburbs have become more democratic in general. But as we've seen in poll after poll this month, Joe Biden appears to be losing support amongst voters of color. And while Simi Valley is in California and therefore does not actually matter in terms of determining who wins the 2024 election because of the Electoral College, suburbs like Simi Valley in more competitive states like Arizona and Nevada in particular could go a long way to determining who does actually win the 2024 election, because these places are really on a knife's edge in terms of how they could go. Also, I want to add here that these are just two interviews. They are two data points. They shouldn't be taken as representative of how everyone in Simi Valley or everyone in suburban America views things or how the election will turn out for that matter. But these interviews are examples of the complex or heterogeneous ways that people might be thinking heading into the 2024 election. So with all of that, our first interview is with Susan and Rudy, a couple in their 40s with Hispanic backgrounds. You may hear their dogs also barking a little bit. I found them out in a park walking their dogs, and they were just about to pick up another dog that they were adopting later in the day. So here are Susan and Rudy and their two, soon to be three dogs. So have you been following the Republican primary at all? A tiny bit, not yeah. as much as I probably, we probably should. <laughs> and how about you? Um, he talks to me about it every morning, <laughs> about what he hears, what he sees. Um, you know, he yeah. follows certain people. 
And uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts so far? Um, well, he vents uh, out and tells me what he means. <laughs> well, specifically about the primaries, I mean, you know, we just, well, I don't know, I guess we're just kind of leaning up toward, toward the Trump side, you know? Yeah. Probably, but, yeah. And, and why is that? Um, we just like the way that things were going when he was in office. I mean, mm-hmm. aside from COVID, that kind of threw a wrench into everything. But yeah. aside from that, you know, um, we think things were things were going good. And when we say that, um, again, of course, <laughs> believe me, he has a way of saying things, right? That, um, maybe, you know, I was just telling him as a president, um, I just remember presidents speaking differently, right? But at the end of the day, he, he got things done and he put our country first, I feel, you know? And he's a business guy, so he really... It affected us, even gas. Just you see it in different things versus uh, a president now, right? Um, again, once we're the type of people that were Trump supporters, but whoever they choose as a president for us, okay, he's the new president. We respect mm-hmm. him, right? Because he is our president, and we forget about let's look into what he's going to do and let's support him. But when you start seeing things, what is it that you're really doing? If you're not doing anything, you're just speaking, like. I don't know, I shouldn't say this, but like Obama, I love Obama and I love his wife. I love them as a couple and everything. Very sweet president, but they're sweet and you can talk nice, but what do you do for the country? At the end, we all want the same thing, right? Um, You know, somebody that brings us together, not apart, you know? And and brings us together means economically we're doing good, right? Everybody's... Mm -hmm. Um, but when it starts affecting your pocket or it starts affecting different than, and I don't know, it just everybody's stressed out, divided. Yeah, that's what like, I think. We hear a lot that you know Trump is the one dividing us, but we don't really see it that way, you know, because both sides go pretty extreme with a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of read between the lines mm-hmm. and kind of see what's happening, it's like. He's not dividing us, you know. It's like we're dividing ourselves, kind of. Yeah. And then things happen to the point where, as uh, believe me, we do care for the country. This is where we live. But when you start hearing things and things are voting and all that, we haven't voted, as sad as it is. And I know the whole meaning, well, one vote counts. (laughs) I I don't know. How can you? Does your vote really even count? Like, does this stuff even even matter? I I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah. Do you, I mean, have you voted in any recent elections? Yeah, we, we voted in the last the, one. In the last one. We voted for 2020. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. we voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Who did and, you vote um, for in 2020? Trump. Trump, yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you vote in the primary as well? Uh, no. Yeah. No. How about in when it was Obama and, you know, McCain or Romney? Who did you support in those elections? <laughs> I voted for Obama. <laughs> you voted for Obama? Yeah, well, because he, he, he I, I like him. And I, until this day, I think he's a, when I talk about Obama, I say he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you don't want to say that about your president. You want to say, you know, like back our, our past presidents, right? Like, what did they do for your country? But for me, Obama, he was just, he's a nice guy. Him and his wife, his family, it's a nice people. And then you but, voted for Trump in 2016 mm-hmm. and 2020? Uh, no, in 2020, I voted for Trump. And who did you vote for in 2016? Um... I don't think we voted. And what do you think about uh, the Biden presidency so far? 
He's uh, he's he's a nice old man. <laughs> you know, he, I'm sure he means good, but we just need somebody up there who, who can take charge. And really, what are we doing for our country? Like, um, he's, he's he might be a little too old. You know. Yeah. Um. Um. And I don't know. I guess I just I don't really see him focusing a whole lot on like us as Americans. He's very I I don't know. And again, I don't know a whole lot i don't read too much into you know like all the details but yeah it just seems like he's very focused on kind of foreign relations and stuff like that and like when we have a lot of struggles going on here you know that still that can be fixed or you know improved at least like yeah what are the <laughs> issues that are most important to you i don't know for me it's more of um i think just let people think for themselves like you know and i feel like the media the new technology yeah, no offense <laughs> it's okay no. it's okay i can take it i can take it it, it just it, it just divides people with saying things that weren't said or bringing stuff um i don't know i i think i was telling rudy but you're asking the wrong girl because i in my perfect life right if we could just all we're all humans like yeah. let's care that humanity for each other like you said earlier it doesn't matter where you come from what you are what really just we're all humans like <laughs> but i feel the media um, te- um technology has just separated us saying the wrong things sometimes don't get me wrong there's issues that need to be corrected but sometimes they over it just creates more separation and what <laughs> yeah. what are the what issues are most important to you? Um, well, I guess probably the economy, um, only because that directly affects our everyday life. You know, our um, work life balance and all of that stuff. You know, things that we can and can't do. It all comes down to affordability and what the economy is doing. You know, if gas prices are too high, we can't travel too much, or you know, this and that. Food prices. They, everything you know so I guess the economy what has your experience of the economy been like lately uh just that we've definitely noticed an increase in prices everywhere you know um from gas to fast food to groceries it's just prices are just up all over the place yeah have you I mean this is a personal question but do you feel like your wages are increasing as well or do you feel like they aren't keeping up um well, I mean, we're not... They, they have increased, but I feel like we work so hard. I, I work with customers, and um, they do tell us, um, like, I said, why can't you make your payment? You know, let me help you. And they're like, what's the reasoning you're behind? Well, just economy. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the groceries, <laughs> and our bills are, are higher than they used to because one little thing, this little thing, that thing, it all adds up. I said, I understand, but, you know, everybody's in different situations, we see economy, but then we just work harder. He's studying extra just so he can get to the next level to pay more. So we just have to work, I think, harder just so to, to we can keep getting paid more. To maintain. More. Yeah. To maintain. He was just telling me that the hourly wage might go up to 20-something. I'm like, wow, we had to get a degree and all that just to <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we had heard um, recently that California specifically, I guess, is trying to, over the next few years they're trying to increase their minimum wage to like 20 bucks 
Yeah. And I was like, man, I had to have my degree and three promotions before I made $20 an yeah. hour. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. you know, but it's not bad. It's just, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with um, increasing minimum wage and stuff like that. I, I, I have no problem with that, but it's like at the rate that they're increasing, our salaries don't increase at that exactly. same rate. Exactly, yes. Um, and also, it's like when you do stuff like that, you know, you, you hear a lot of complaining and I guess people forget that minimum wage jobs aren't meant to be careers, you know? Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to be forever jobs and, you know, buying a house on minimum wage and stuff. That mm -hmm. wasn't really a thing. Yeah, we barely bought our house at you know, 40-something. Like, we, we have, we have we kids, have you know, that are... That are teenagers making this money, and you know, yeah. they, since they still live at home, they <laughs> yeah. they got all kinds of money in the bank. Yeah. But and 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 you're wondering, well, it seems like you guys are doing fine because you're getting a third dog and everything. But see, I have to cut down from. Okay, I won't do my nails. I won't do my eyelashes. There's stuff I cut down on, right, so that we can get a third dog, so that we can still pay our bills. And you just don't get me wrong. Times are hard, but you just have to. Yeah. yeah. Change things up. And, and I'm curious, is there anyone in the Democratic Party that you would consider voting for today? Are you pretty settled on voting Republican in the next election? No, we, there was, um, forgot his name, but we considered him. No, but he's also uh, running Republican. Uh, DeSantis. You're considering DeSantis? Yeah. 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 And what do you, what do you like about DeSantis? Um... The way he's been running Florida has been good, you know, with um, uh, the education system, you know, and kind of not allowing certain things, you know, for kids. It's like, I don't know, we've always felt that kids have a hard enough time growing up just being mm -hmm. kids, you know. It's like, and now you throw all of the, you know, the the uh, LGB ideologies on them and stuff like that. It's like, well, just let them be kids first, you know. And, and uh -huh. DeSantis, we feel that he feels like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's kind of a big thing, too. Yeah. Like, let them decide. Um, let them grow up and then tell us, right? Because um, we have a daughter and we're going through that, so we understand. But what we feel is just don't force things on people. Let them... Yeah. How, how they feel, you know? Yeah. And I then mean, we go from there. Like, if I can ask, what is it that you're going through? Well, you know, just with our daughter. Um and we understand, but as parents, right, we just want to make sure that nothing is being influenced, that it's something out of you. Yeah, because mm -hmm. kids are highly influential, yeah. right? If you yeah. show them a Superman movie, they're going to want to be Superman. They want to fit in. They want to be part. You know, so if you show them anything. So, else. yeah. So, I mean, we have <laughs> friends, you know, couples, yeah. you know, men, men, women, women. We're, we're all, it's just, we'd, we want to make sure that everything is is on you nothing yeah. is being forced on you yeah i'm yeah. curious you know i think that for a long time democrats have assumed that hispanic americans are going to vote for democrats mm -hmm. and we saw yeah. in 2020 that there was a shift towards republicans now i don't know how you identify are, are you hispanic americans we're hispanic yeah mm -hmm. and what's your sort of background if i can ask I'm Guatemalan. Guatemalan. And I'm uh, Mexican and Filipino. And so what do you think about that relationship sort of between the Hispanic community and Democrats and the Hispanic community and now Republicans as well? Um, 
well, I guess it. Okay, we feel like we support more on the more conservative side because you know we believe in uh, like hard work and just working our way up to where we want to be in life without we teach our without kids that. depending a whole lot on the government. Of course, we love yeah, <laughs> any we love help, right? It's We're not very, against. Yeah, it. it's very hard because I have a sister who is special needs, and I think right for that kind of help. But we feel like Democrats, um, or at least you know, in our in our sphere of <laughs> uh, of you know people we see, that they depend too much on the government, you know, and then it makes them lazy, you know. Yeah. And these are a lot of the same people that complain about minimum wage not being enough because they're 40 years old trying to make a career on a minimum minimum wage job, you know, and then yeah. they complain about it. It's like, okay, well, read a book, upskill yourself, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? And believe to pet, me, we have family better. members too that yeah, yeah. fit in that group. So we'll tell them like, well, you know, I get up every day and work hard. You need to. So we're not. You know, we're hard to everybody, even our own family members, if they're trying to do something like that. Like, no, you need to get up and you need to go. <laughs> yeah. You know. Do you feel like Simi Valley as a community has changed politically at all in recent years? No, we've only been here for a few years, so yeah. we haven't really seen much change. Um, before living here, we were in, in the valley, in San Fernando Valley. So um, we, one of the reasons why we came here was because L.A. County is very liberal and there's just homeless everywhere, you know, and to the point where if I'm not home and she wants to walk to the market or walk, mm-hmm. take, just take a walk through the neighborhood, I don't feel comfortable with it, you know. But here, as you can see, we felt I think they're more on the conservative side because there's not a lot of homeless here in Ventura County. There's yeah, and, and more peace be- of mind. Yeah, <laughs> and believe me, it's nothing against them because you'll see me drop off stuff, food to them and, and stuff. It's it's more of um, we work hard every day, you know, and, and I want to be able to walk through and, and just because they made a certain choice that mm-hmm. they don't want to live by rules, to go to a house where they can help them because there's rules, then that's where, I, you know, it's very hard. Yeah. We're not, I don't know if we're confusing everybody, but I like, know, yeah. we go for Trump, but at the same time, we're not like hardcore, we're going to be writing with the flags. No, we're try- because at the end, yeah. we just want a good president. So mm-hmm. if we, we may we may lean more, uh, I guess, on the moderate side, but yeah. we're conservatives, but we're yeah. kind of in the middle. Yeah. Know? But if uh, from the opposite side, a new president comes up and he says an amazing job, we're looking to him as our president. Right. We just want somebody up there to. I don't know. Just. Yeah. I have a, help guide I have a the couple of friends where, you know, in the last election, you know, we were all, you know, Trump and we go back and forth like, well, why this and that? And, you know, Ed, but then when Biden ended up winning, I was like, oh, you know, congratulations, guys. Yeah. Like, I yeah. hope he does a good job. Yes. You know, yeah. that's all we hope. Rambo. Yeah. It's you okay, know, Rambo. That's all we want, you know. It's just, right. Hey, Rambo. You see a dog. Oh, you see another dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, another dog. Squirrel. <laughs> another dog's go. You know, I'm, like some of the criticisms that people lob against President Trump, I'm curious what your takes on them are. So one, like, I mean, what do you think about the whole January 6th thing and how the 2020 vote went? Uh, I, so the 2020 vote thing, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that um, because you hear different things. And the problem these days is that you don't know what's true and what's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. 
the January sixth things, they're like, oh, you know, they they say, oh, he influ- uh, influenced it and started it. I'm like, we listened to the speech. We didn't hear that. I didn't, you know, hear him tell me yeah. to go and riot, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah. And we noticed that actually throughout his entire term, you know, like the media said, uh, oh, he called veterans losers or something. I forget. I forget what they were saying, right? But and like, and then you listen to the full speech, not just the edited version. And he didn't say that, you know? Yeah. Um, and just so many other things like that, you know, where they're kind of, yeah. they pick and choose which pieces to run. And then all of a sudden, you know, like he's the devil or he's the bad guy. And then you have people no, who grab that bad stuff that is not even true. But then they'll turn it into... Yeah, and then you have uh, the hardcore right. Right. Uh, who, <laughs> who take it the whole different way. And now you're making it seem like he's creating these rioted people, but they're, 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 their mindset is in the wrong, you know. Uh, we yeah. get it. We understand that there's some people that took it all wrong and like, oh, oh let's, um, right. you know, represent him in the wrong way. But um, don't get me wrong, he could fix his speaking he does i understand that i I even tell him and he said well babe there's so much that they keep getting thrown at you you're gonna i I said no but you know he could he's a business guy he's a smart guy but as a president he could work on how how he says things right i get it that was another thing too that people kept saying was that oh he's not even a politician you know he's a businessman and i was like you know in my mind and i'm like okay well, and I would ask, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? They're like, well, he's never been in politics. I'm like, okay, so? I'm like, so? But in my mind, he's been a very successful businessman. I mean, you know, he's a multimillionaire because of it. And when you're a good businessman or a good CEO, let's say, for example, right? When you're a good CEO, you have employees. You care about your employees. You care about strategic partnerships with other companies, right? You care about the the revenue and the 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 finances of the company right so it's like when you're president you care about your people you care about foreign relations you care about the economy right so it's like i'll take a good businessman i'll take a good ceo i don't have a problem with that you know so (laughs) is there anything that the other candidates who are running in the republican primary could do or say that would convince you that they should be the nominee instead of trump or do you feel pretty settled at this point like it should be trump um I guess, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, if they have, if they can bring what Trump does, which is puts his country first, right? Anything, we're first, and then add that desire of other presidents to bring everybody together, right? And care for each other and... Um, I'll be honest, like I said, for this, for this portion, for the primaries, I haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention. So, yeah, I, I, I guess it, that, that part is on me. So I, I don't really, you know, kind of know what else to say. But for 2024, <laughs> how are you feeling in general? Like, if it's a Biden-Trump rematch, you've made up your mind? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. with Biden? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if it's, we were considering, like, um, you know, if it's some another president that's running, again, whoever is going to be do good for the country. And, you know, we're not set on Trump. It's just... 
if you give me Trump and Biden, I mean, the truth is what has Biden done right now? Again, he's a nice person, I'm sure, a nice old man, but we need a president, you know? But, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say while I have you that I haven't asked you or that's important that you want to get off your chest? I guess for me, I... I, um I kind of wish they would get over the the race thing um, in politics, right? Like, uh, I I saw a, a piece where Biden gave a graduation speech at a um, kind of primary black college, and he was like, "We have to fight racism." And it's like, you're giving a graduate there, you know? These are these are these are young black people trying to make a good future for themselves. They're graduated college. Mm-hmm. How about some encouragement? Don't talk about racism right now, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, that part I wish would kind of, because, you know, in this day and age, there are racist people, but I think as a country, we're not, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Obama, you know, Obama won two times, and people like us, voted for him, you know, who think like we do. Do you think, I mean, obviously you probably heard people accuse Trump of being racist. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I think particularly on the immigration issue and things like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, how do you process that? What do you say in response or what do you think about it? You know, my uncle said something and my uncle's a hardworking man. Like he, you know, has his truck business. Yeah. And he just said, Mija. Who is an immigrant. Who is an immigrant. And he said, Mija. For me, because I work hard and I have my business, Trump did good for me. Um, a person that works hard, I, I, I liked him as a president. Yes, I think, again, how he speaks can come out through. So I told him, I don't care if, if, if whatever, he, he should be able to take classes, do something, <laughs> look at his videos and realize, oh, that did come out wrong. But I didn't mean it like that. Maybe I can change my way of speaking. If he can change that, I think he would change a lot of people that don't like him to like him because then he'll have both, right? Um, Do I think he's racist? I mean, I don't think he is. I think he just needs to watch how he says things, right? Because I can say something. I don't, I really truly don't mean it, but maybe it's how I said it, right? I say things to him all the time. I don't, mean but how they comes out right it might come out wrong but yeah that's all with with him i mean i don't think he is i i don't think he's racist at all i think the media just kind of blows it up um unnecessarily you know uh because uh a lot of the media is i guess i don't want to say controlled but influenced by you know kind of the the far left side and you know, they're like, well, we got to f- find a way to attack them, you know, so that we can get votes on the next round, you know, or something like that. You know, yeah. like, um, I don't know, you know, we kind of got over COVID a lot, you know, and all of a sudden COVID's back. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, remember how Trump handles COVID? He's back again. It's like, okay, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. So California's primary is on Super Tuesday, which is at the beginning of March. And California has the most delegates in the primary. So even though California is a very blue state, yeah. Republicans in California have the biggest say of any state in the country. Are you going to go out and vote in the primary, do you think? 
Uh, maybe now after hearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> and so if the primary was tomorrow, who would you vote for? <laughs> um, I, well, I'll be honest. I, I, I usually try not to just, you know, go one way or the other without doing at least a little yeah. bit of research on yeah. maybe some of the the ideas and, you know, policies that the other candidates have. So I guess I can't really say. Um, I think like what he's saying is as much as you hear us Trump, people yeah. that just follow him because of what they think he's representing, they'll just say Trump, Trump. We want to research, well, what does he have, right? Because at the end, we'll go this way if we have to. Because um, we just want a good president, that's all. You know, someone doing the right thing yeah. for, the, for our country. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash 538. That's the numbers, not the letters. Shopify.com slash 538. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Our next interview is with Frank, who I found at another park in Simi Valley, celebrating something along with a bunch of family members and friends. Frank is a Turkish immigrant, and he was also there with his young son who was sitting on his lap. You'll maybe hear from him throughout the interview. But Frank's situation was also unique in that he voted for Biden and is now considering voting for Trump. So have you been paying attention at all to the Republican primary or the upcoming election? Um, not much. Yeah. Not much. But I've been waiting for the primary and I'd like to see who are the candidates. So um, I know it's in March. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have, you know, what kind of things would you like to hear the candidates say or what's the most important mm -hmm. issue for you? <clears throat> I mean, not nationwide, but, but locally to like living in Los Angeles. So our main issue is here, the homeless problem. 
um, especially uh, I'm an educator, so we have homeless uh, encampment around our schools, which is really disturbing, uh, you know, both for our students and for our safety of our, our students and our, our community as well. So I believe that's um, the most pressing issue right now. Locally, I'm not sure about the nationwide, but California and Los Angeles, that's what we're dealing with right now. So it looks like Biden is going to be the nominee again for the Democrats, and Trump is leading the pack on the Republican side by a whole lot. So it looks likely at this point that there could be a rematch between Trump and Biden in 2024. If that's the case, which way do we? Okay, so I voted for Biden. But right now, um, as I see, the economy is not really doing well. I mean, we're recovering from the pandemic, I know, but uh, we're, we're not in really better shape um, than the, the Trump, uh, Trump era. So I don't know yet, but I might be leaning toward Trump a little bit, but I don't know yet. I need to see the debate first because I, I'm a conservative, but I vote for Democrats, but I'm, I'm a conservative man, so I'm a religious man. And I also like um, some policies. I like some policies of Trump. I like some conservative views uh, of him. So um, right now I'm like in the middle. So I don't know which way to lean forward and we'll see what I'm gonna tell. I mean, what could happen that could change your mind between now and then? <sighs> well, um, there's one pressing issue. I mean, because um, I am a conservative and religious man. So in California, we lately started uh, pushing um, the LGBTQ agenda to the school and to the, to the child, to the kid. You know, we allow uh, underage child, you know, not get the parent consent for, you know, like gender uh, changing surgery and those kind of stuff. That kind of disturbs me. So um, I'd like to hear about their view on those like protecting our child uh, from those ideologies. So that might be a game changer for me. And, you know, how have you voted in the past? You said you voted for Biden. I voted for Biden. 2020. Yeah. What about before that? Well, before that, so that was actually the first time I was able to vote. So, um, so before that, I was always leaning towards uh, the Democrats. So um, uh, before that, I was supporting Hillary when, the, when they run against Trump. But, um, so, you know, um, the main idea that the, the, the Trump that I didn't like uh, about him, his, um, his character, not, not the policies. Well, some of the policies I really liked, but his character, it really, because what frightens me, you know, I lived, um, we, we have our own dictator right now in Turkey. So I know his early stage, you know, the steps becoming to a dictatorship. So, um, and the Trump was kind of showing those early stages that kind of scared me for Trump. Um, that's why I, you know, voted against him. I voted for, I, you know, I lean forward to Democrats part. But right now, when I see that, you know, some like those issues that I, I mentioned, so I kind of right now start, you know, uh, supporting the, the conservative policies of Republicans. So. And you mentioned one of them. Are there other, other, other issues that have sort of made you lean more towards Trump? I mean, that was the, the main issue. And I don't want to say the, the, the immigration policy, that it was too harsh, uh, but, you know, uh, but now we're too loose on immigration policy. So kind of, you know, like see an 
a, a way in between, you know, an optimum policy for, for immigration, you know, uh, not hurting people who actually need to, to come here, uh, you know, for a, for a well-being of their life, but also not to lose, you know, to just let everyone in, so regardless of their background. So that might be one, uh, one pressing issue. Then I kind of liked his views on that one, but that was too much and, and too conservative. So maybe like a, a way in between. Can you tell me a little bit about your own background? My background, what happened here. So I came here uh, on a H1 visa. So um, I used to be uh, a computer science teacher back in Turkey. And I heard that um, they, you know, there's a teacher shortage here. So it was 2008 that actually I applied for one of the schools here, a charter school. And um, so they sponsored me and I came in with a H1 visa. And after a year, so I got uh, the green card, the lottery, diversity lottery, got my green card on. And then, so after five years, I got my citizenship. So um, since then I've been teaching in the high school, public high school. And of course, during Trump's campaign in 2016, he talked about a Muslim ban um, as yeah, far as those immigration are, is concerned. <laughs> those are extreme views. I mean, I'm a Muslim. So uh, those are extreme views. That's why, um, like his extreme views, I don't like that. So um, it has to be a way in between. So, you know, it's like this side is like too extreme, this side is too loose. So you have to find a, a middle ground, middle ground. So they can meet, you know, I'd like to see policies, you know, that actually meets in the middle of the ground. So not too extreme, not too loose, but somewhere actually, you know, optimum solutions. Is there anyone else that you would consider on the Republican side other than Trump? I don't follow too much politics, um, so I don't know who else are the other candidates. So right now, who's running, you know, in the primaries? Um, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, do I, any of those ring a bell? Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I heard their names, but I didn't know about their because I need to, you know, actually check, you know, their policies, their previous policies to, you know, make a decision about them. So right now, I don't know much about them. What do you want to say? I think, uh, I don't think Trump is trustworthy because he got, he almost got into jail like two times. And like, I even asked my teacher and he said, and I said, did you know that Trump went to jail? And I'm like, my teacher said, no, he almost went to jail two times. And I just don't think he's trustworthy because a lot of people make fun of him and most people don't like him. And yeah. I Do you just, argue with your dad about politics? Yeah. Not arguing, but yeah, he tells me his views and I kind of correct. Sometimes that that's not how you're supposed to view the things. Actually, so there are things that you don't know sometimes on the background, so. Actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm correct, and you're incorrect. Oh, you might be sometimes, right? You don't, you, yeah, you don't, you don't know. So, uh, no, I mean, we we argue not not the who's correct, but not you know to find out actually a, a better grant that argue our views. My view is better. Okay. What is it like for you raising kids in America? Obviously, he has different Ooh. views from you. What is that experience like for you? Okay, it's, um, you're going? All right. <laughs> um, so one thing about the views, um, it's, it's a different culture. I mean, so my kids, they all um, born here, you know, they grew up here. So they actually expose the culture. We would like to keep our own culture, 
at home, you know, um, along with the language that we speak, we, we speak Turkish, like on a Turkish with them, so they won't forget. So we, we, we try that, I mean, but it, it's hard. I mean, it's not really um, easy to, you know, protect them totally, you know. We can just keep them in, um, like, in, in like a, a closed cage that, you know, but they will ex get exposed to other cultures. And especially in California and Los Angeles, there are like a you know, thousand different cultures here, so they get to expose all different cultures around. There are like good things and bad things, um, but uh, we tried our best, you know, to protect both. So, you know, we, we try to, uh, to raise them as a, a uh, Turkish-American. You know, they're American, but they're also the Turkish background. Is there anything Biden could do to sway you in his direction? <sighs> I mean, so, like, it's a hard question, so. I mean, Education, I'm in mean, education right now. So we're not really doing well in education. So what do we face right now and nationwide, especially in California? We have a huge teacher shortage, you know. Sometimes our education policies that I don't agree, some of those education policies from different districts and from California. So I would love to see more emphasis on education, you know, uh, maybe they can give more money to education or maybe they can just create some policies uh, to make, you know, uh, more teachers, you know, better teachers, better support them. So I'd like to see more support on education. So it's been, um, you know, overlooked. So for the past 15 years uh, since I was here from 2008. So I'd like to see better policies and better, you know, support for education. That would be like one thing that might sway me towards that direction. And also uh, <clears throat> economy, you know, so right now um, the interest rates are too high. It's getting too high, it's becoming more and more, you know, it's harder to, to become a homeowner, right? specifically in California. So um, I know you don't, doesn't have a direct influence on those interest rates, but, um, you know, overall economy, you see the gas prices are rising up, so it's, it's almost $7 right now. So I would like to see some relief, you know, uh, on that. So it was like economy and policies on education and homelessness. That, that, yeah. That's a big issue. Are there any, maybe a similar question, are there any issues that you'd like to hear the Republican candidates who are debating on Wednesday night talk about? I like the views, Republicans, on protecting our child from um, those uh, like gender fluency agendas. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all, you know, supportive of everybody, like, you know, every gender out there. But once they try to get into our, you know, um, space, to our child's space, actually. So I know under some districts, they start um, passing policies that they don't have to ask parents to actually, you know, get uh, um, for childs to, uh, to decide themselves, you know, even like get surgery themselves. They, they, they don't need parents' consent, consent on that one. So those like kind of scares me a lot. So I don't know which direction art is going to. So um, so when it comes to protecting our kid, I love, I really like Republicans' views on conservative views on protecting our kids. Specifically, you know, uh, I'm a religious, religious person, I, and, and I'd like to protect my kids. And that is it for today's show. Because it's a holiday week, this will be our only episode this week. So also with that, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy it with 
your family and friends and that you eat good food. But until next week, that's it from here at the 538 Politics Podcast. My name is Galen Druk. Tony Chow is in the control room. Our producers are Shane McKeon and Cameron Shortavian, and our intern is Jayla Everett. You can get in touch by emailing us at podcasts at 538.com. You can also, of course, tweet at us with any questions or comments. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.